our spirit. What is it? Where does it go? Are we able to see them using our mind's eye? If so, just what can spirit teach us? Welcome to School Through Spirit. Host Diet Renee is a certified psychic medium and master teacher of psychic and mediumship development through LWISSD. Diet was born knowing spirit and now is here to help you better understand the spirit world. And now your host, Diet Renee. Good morning, everybody. I am your host, Diet Renee. I'm just kidding. I'm filling in for Diet today. My name is Mike. Um, you guys have probably seen me on a few episodes where Diet and I, we are now. Uh, can you hear me, Todd? I guess so. <laughs> I can't hear myself in my headphones like normal. But um, you probably see me on Unfiltered with Diet. You know, Diet and I have joined forces and. Uh, Started our own podcast. Uh, well, not our own. I became co-host of um, School or Unfiltered. Today, I am on Diet Show, hosting, co-hosting. Uh, this was School for Spirit. So, welcome, <laughs> WLTK. Uh, it's been a while since I've actually hosted a podcast or a show, so a uh, little nervous back here. So, be gentle, be kind. We got some great guests for you guys tonight. Um, I'm excited to bring on. I'm sorry, I talk a little fast. Good morning, Facebook user. But I do. I have some great guests I'm bringing onto the station today. Um, I said tonight, I apologize. This is probably the earliest I've ever done a podcast or done a show. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Idea looks a lot better than I do. But thank you. <laughs> um, but anyways, a little bit. A little bit about me. I know uh, you guys have seen me recently um, here on WLTK. I just joined in backstage helping Todd run the network, run some shows. Um, again, recently became co-host of <laughs> IDDRA. Recently became co-host of um, Unfiltered with Diet. And a little bit more, I am a paranormal investigator. I am a shadow work practitioner, um, life coach, health, not a health coach. I'm sorry. Don't, don't let me lie. Um, certified life coach, um, goal setting coach, happiness coach, life purpose coach. Um, all that's recent within the last couple months. Um, I am also executive and executive producer of, if you guys have heard of Paraflix, um, if not, definitely be sure to check it out. Paraflix.com. Um, it is the, Netflix of paranormal, everything paranormal, cryptid, ufology, uh, a lot of schools. There's also some podcasts, shows on there as well. And uh, what else? I have a documentary on there. You guys should check it out. It is called Sleepless in Salamanca. We investigated Wildwood Sanitarium. And uh, that's a little bit about me. So the guests I have on today, I'm super excited to bring in. Um, we're still waiting on the first guest, but definitely be sure to check her out when she comes in, you know, I'll, I'll bring her in here in a little bit, but she is a forensic psychologist, very good friend of mine. I love her to death. She's just a great person, forensic psychologist. Um, she's got degrees in criminal justice, behavioral psychology, sociology, and I believe, 
I believe she is a certified NLP specialist. Um, that I'm not 100% sure, but we can ask her. Um, she's also got a book out that we'll discuss. Um, so, yeah, as soon as she gets here, we'll bring her in. But until then, why don't you uh, – I have no plans for today. I have nothing. Unless you guys see me randomly run off screen, it's, I'm home with a four-year-old. Uh, it's my daughter, so if she needs something, um, just a heads up. And uh, I'm pretty sure the guest will, or whoever's on will keep talking. And at the top of the next hour, I have Paranormal Princess will be joining us um, on screen. She's a phenomenal person and paranormal investigator. Um, she does a lot of events dressed as princesses. Um, yep, she's actually here. Let me, I guess the link sent her somewhere else. So let me go ahead and send her this link real fast. I'll keep talking. Been a busy morning. Busy morning. Can't believe it's already 10 o'clock. I woke up at like 5. Where did 5 hours go? Got up. Spent time with my daughter and my wife before she went to work. It's, it's even this year. Where is this year gone so far? It's already what, the 23rd or 23rd? Yeah. Um, so it's been great. Awesome. Well, I expected my introduction to at least be 10, 15 minutes, but I talk fast and uh, slightly a little nervous doing this again. But um, as I said before, I'm going to go ahead and uh, actually just bring Sarah in so we can talk. Um, as I said before, you know, she's a forensic psychologist. She has degrees in criminal justice, behavioral psychology, uh, sociology, and an NLP specialist, um, and all around amazing person. You know, she's just one of the people that I go to. The thing I like the most about Sarah is, and I have this like love hate relationship with it, is I, when I, when I'm in an investigation and I don't know what I'm dealing with. I have gone and reached out to Sarah. I have talked to her, sent her pictures, audio, video, and I'll say, Sarah, can you give me some input? Give me some advice. And she makes me think. She doesn't give me the answers. She doesn't. And, and that's the one thing that, you know, I love about, about her is it's just her mentality and the way she, she talks to people is it's, it's, she's brutally honest. She's, she's straight to the point, but she makes you think, and I love it. It, it, it opens other doors. So I'm going to bring her in. I'm super excited. To <clears throat> it's been a long time. Do, 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 do. <laughs> Hello. Hey, man. I am not usually a, a morning person. And I say morning because, I don't know, three or four in the morning is still late night for me. Hey, what is so it, then like eight like, o'clock over there? It's nine o'clock. <laughs> So this is like probably the average person's like six o'clock for me. Like I've already gotten up and done my first rounds of coffee and then went to sleep and then rewoke back up. And so I, I always feel like this is my morning person, Sarah, um, which might be different than the late night uh, paranormal investigating Sarah. So look out world. It's okay. I, I did it too. I got on and I was like, so tonight's special guests. And I'm right. like, wait, wait a minute. It's 10 in the morning. This is the first time I've ever been. 
I'm used to doing them at night. (laughs) Yeah. I'm usually a night person myself. So this is exciting though. It's a good way to start the week. It's a good, strong Monday. And kind of like you said in the intro, I, I think people usually hate me because I'm a little forward and direct, but that's kind of how I prefer to be like a Monday. It's kind of hits you right in the face, you know? Well, that's, and, that's why uh, I said that's that. My intentions that, are good. <laughs> that's why I said that love hate relationship with the way you are. Right. Is, but I love it. I, I, it, it leans more towards love, but sometimes you're just like, man, oh. just tell me. Right. Well, if it were that easy, you know, I have, um, I think maybe a little bit of that appreciation and hindsight for, for people who along my way, uh, mentors or people that I had worked with said things like that to me that drove me crazy. And then when it finally clicked, like in my soul or in my mind, like, Oh, that's what they meant. Okay. That it was like, it has to be that way. It has to be that way. So, but yeah. So what are you up to? I I would say I have absolutely no questions. I didn't know what to do. <laughs> you know? Um, I'm really not much. Um enjoying this winter off. Um, you know, the last couple of years. I do landscaping, so I'm off in the winter. And you know, mm-hmm. time money gets tight. My wife and I, we used to argue about money. And this year I'm like, you know what? I don't care. I just it's my time off. This is, you know, deserved. I believe everybody should be entitled to, you know, some time off. Yeah. And it's, I'm just enjoying this winter. Uh, it, it, it's been phenomenal. I'm learning, I'm growing, stepping out of my comfort zone. Um, you know, ever since studying life coaching and, and shadow work practicing, it's just, it's, it's changed everything. And it's been amazing. Wonder what, what, and I mean, there's a lot that goes in. I think for me in the last few years, I've been integrating more astrology, which seems like it's a lot more math than I want to do, which is why I do hesitate. You know, when um, someone's like, it's 30 degrees conjunct to the light zenith. And I'm like, you lost me. Um, I don't like that part of the astrology. But what I do appreciate is you kind of describing the masculine stereotype, the fire energy, yang stereotype of associating your productivity to your worth and to your value and like struggling to be still and struggling to rest and struggling to just take time off <laughs> because um, I struggle with that part of that like alpha male tomboy energy of my own and the Virgo energy that I have that like if I'm not doing something what am I? I'm useless. I'm lazy. Uh, ah, And then I I like fall into the pits of despair. And so I I constantly feel like I have to be doing something. And then I, I do get burned out or I feel exhausted or I get like emotionally tight because I just haven't given attention to rest and seeing rest as something that you do is still a struggle for me. Like a monk on a hill. Oh, yeah. It's the same with, you know, I see a lot of these even life coaches that start their own businesses or um, just just people that what's what's the best way to do this? They say to get rich, you got to constantly work. You got to work and work and work and grind and grind. But they say you're not allowed to have your time, free time. You're not allowed to do this. You're not allowed to. I don't agree with that. Mm. I don't think 
you know, I, I, I think if we did it right, it could happen and, and still have your free time. Um, but I, I just think we're all entitled to it. I, I told my wife, you know, she's a mail carrier. She'll work eight days a week and uh, she won't call off. You know, she'll text me and we'll talk all day and she'll be like, I need you as a coach, not a husband. Talk to me. How do I get through this? And I'll tell her, I, I, I'll like, take, take a day off, call off. I can't because it screws everybody else around the department or the station. I'm like, how many of them call off? All of them. Well, why don't you? Because I'm not that kind of person. I'm like, do it. You know, these well, companies. Right. <clears throat> well, I think you want to be a part of the team. You don't want to be the weakest link. And that's what I told her. I was like, they come to you for all this because they know you're not going to call off. They know you're not going to stand up for yourself. And we had this conversation about giving a two-week notice to your company. And I'm like, I don't give two-week notices when I leave. That two weeks is just filled. I don't. They can fire you at any time. No no reason. Would They want respect from us, but they don't legally have to give it to us. I do two weeks notice, I feel like, because I dance in a political space. So much of what I do is my reputation, which is like paranormal Sarah is. Mine is. I I cut grass. Well, yeah, but that's. (laughs) Well, right. And and I think as a landscaper, you know, you've got your headphones on so that your ears are protected and you're in your mindset, doing your work and your planning and your. There's a lot of landscaping, too, by the way, which I. I couldn't do. Um, all the things to be like a life coach. My husband just quit as a mail carrier, by the way. So when I hear that, I totally feel this like to the pits of my soul oh, yeah. because oh, yeah. he worked seven years now, 80, 80. Yeah. This is my husband was an ex-military. So he was like, Hey, they honor your retirement and your military time. This is great. I want that pension. And his grandpa was a mail carrier. He was a fourth generation mail carrier guys after Amazon. We can't do it. It can't do it. Can't it can't. We don't have Amazon trucks up here in Northern Minnesota up kind of by the Canadian border. And so the mail carriers are working to like 9 PM doing Amazon packages and they're sitting outside on the back door because the old buildings that are made for the post office aren't warehouses for boxes. Yep. It's wild. It's wild. And people are mean. <laughs> it's the horror stories and like driving. I don't know. Anyway, that's a whole nother show. So I finally kind of had to put my foot down and be like, you can't, you're going to die. You're going to be like a, like a, you know, I'm <laughs> trying to talk to her. <laughs> You know, I'm trying to talk her into it. She they're working to death. She loved it. It's what she when her and I got. As long as I've known her, she wanted to be a mail carrier. And back in the day, it was in order to get in, you had to know somebody. Yeah, hire anybody. Now they'll hire anybody. No, now they'll hire anybody because it's really hard work. No drug test. No training. Um, My wife did two weeks training drug test, civil service exam. They don't right. do that. My husband had to do a ton of training. Mm-hmm. It was crazy. They don't do it anymore. That's So wild. they're just throwing anybody in there. And I'm like, she loves doing photography. So now I'm trying to help her push back into that. She wants to do nature. Um, so wow, I'm trying really? to, she loves nature photography. She just, she's one of those, if it's not paying the bills and taking care of the kids, it's on the back burner. Thing. It is, isn't it? That's it's I feel like a lot of people are that way. That's right. kind of the survival way. 
and that's, that's you know what I've told her with the things that I've done, you know, with like paraflix and the background is is push it, make money while you're working and let it build itself, let it take time. If that's your passion, you'll find the time. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I guess I'm trying to get her towards that. What is your life passion or your life per purpose kind of, um, I guess, pathway, if that makes sense. Because there's a difference. Your life, your <clears throat> passion is. isn't your life purpose. Exactly. And, you know, I have to often remind myself, I, I feel like envy is something that I struggle with a lot. Um, which is ironic because in the paranormal, it was often possession, exorcism, very dark things that people would reach out to me for. And, and I think that was, you know, linked to the trauma I had experienced as a child, which later helped me and my experience with, you know, working with military and working in the psychiatric spaces. And so now as it's all integrated together, I look and I'm reminded that I'm no different than like a blue jay or a goat or a horse. And that my purpose is to just survive the day and love, like to do no harm, to live, to breathe, to eat, to survive the day and go to sleep having loved. Uh, everything else is really extra. And so to be able to enjoy what you do throughout the day, that's the extra is a privilege and a like dance of gratitude. And that's really hard sometimes when you absolutely hate what you're doing from nine to five. Mm -hmm. So that's a lot of time to be doing something you don't love and it will reflect in your person and in your energy and in your spirit. And that's infectious. And then it affects your family. And I think the working mother, especially you, we feel like we have to provide, we feel like, but that's not initially like an innate role. We want to nurture so I know like when I was a working mom, I worked from home. I had the luxury of doing that and thinking, uh, can I do both? Cause I want to do both. And that I feel like there's only so much energy that I have, but like taking care of your children and just loving your family, that's basic. So if you're not able to do that, everything else will feel like a burden. And it really is right. kind of a burden mm -hmm. at that point. So it's like this really delicate thing that ultimately comes back to the ability to be selfish without doing so selfishly. <laughs> and that's really hard, you know, to be the sun in your family galaxy without burning everybody and pulling them in that possession and envy. It's really delicate. It's, but it's moderation, kind of like you had said, the rest. Yep. Mm -hmm. Going back to rest, being able to control the moderation, just control the reaction. Um, man, you've got a really lively chat. So for those people who are know, <laughs> tuning in in the future or time travelers, there's a lot of chat that I just kind of noticed. And Courtney uh, in the chat, she shared one of like my all-time favorite quotes that you can't eat money. There's an Aurora song who... Mike, I know you know and feel this. You know when you like a, mu a music and you're like, this is my music. This is my musician. I love them. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to root for them to make it. But then they like halfway make it and then they become fucking shit because oh, yeah. the music industry shits them. And then everyone's like, I've loved them forever. And you're like, no, you don't. Again, <laughs> possession. Oh, yeah. And like, you're mine, mine. 
Um, Aurora, I feel like she's been that way for me for a long time. And then she did the voice of Frozen 2's uh, that little voice. You haven't seen Frozen 2? I have. I don't even think I've seen the first one. Okay, bless you. Bless you. Bless you. You don't need to it's see it. Been, it's all been a JoJo Siwa kick lately. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> you know, hey, to each their own. But uh, so Aurora went popular with that. She did a, you cannot eat money. Oh, no. And, you know, that's kind of an indigenous uh, saying that I, I love. So, um, yeah. And look at, oh, look at that thing. Look at that thing. Who is that? Boop. Oh, look at, she's got purple in her hair. Oh, she's going to come say hi, of course. Hello. Say hi. Hi. Hello. You can't hear me because you don't have headphones on. Nope, she can't. <laughs> say hi. You'll wave. Hello. Oh, she's darling. Mm -hmm. Look at, ooh, she has blue eyes like you, doesn't she? Oh, my goodness. Look at you. She is darling. Mike, you're muted. There you are. Just say hi. 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 She's so quiet. <laughs> Howdy. Hi. Hi. What's your name? Jackie. Mimo. Jackie Mimo? Monroe. Monroe. Oh, I yep. love that and name. Oh. Mm. Oh. Is that, that's why the bow in the hair too, huh? Yeah. Yep, the side ponytail, the bow. Yeah, I get it. Hard. I've got a ponytail too, but I don't have any bows. So. Are you in there making a mess? Yeah. Is she your second you, child or your first child, Mike? Second. We have three I, total. Okay. She must, she looks more like her mom, huh? No, uh, I say that. She's a lot of both of us. Does she? Man, she's got those blue eyes like you. Look at that. If you look at a picture of my wife when she was this age, they're identical. Identical. Oh, yes. Yep. Mm hmm. Yeah. Mm hmm. Yep. Are you watch, what are you watching? SpongeBob? She is so cute. That is dangerous. By the way, guys, astrologically, baby making season is now. People are going to have children and get pregnant now. No Be more. Careful. No more. Well, look at that thing. That makes it no hard. More. <laughs> She's so cute with those long lashes. I don't think I can handle another one. That's what my husband says. He's like, don't. Don't even say it. Okay, go ahead. I don't know. Don't make a mess. So freaking cute. See? I know that that's, that's what um, you were talking earlier about working from home, being a stay-at-home mom. Um, that's what I do for three months. I stay home with my daughter, um, and work. And ever since it's been, um, she's got full reign of the house. My area out here where my office is and my items is a 
attached behind our garage. Mm -hmm. So I just go into the garage, into the house. She's got full reign of the house. She does whatever she wants, watches TV, runs around. Um, she knows not to get into anything. She doesn't. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. I feel like that's made her so independent to just be on her own. If she needs something, she knows to come out and ask. She knows to come out and say, daddy, I want this. I need this. It's time for lunch. Uh, like she knows. And uh, you know, I love it. Yeah. I like that about being able to just be around and near. And I feel like, you know, there's a psychological experiment that was done on mice about this, about curiosity and boundaries that if you put, I think I know this one. you do <laughs> I believe so. Well, Hey, I'm going to say it anyway, Mike. It's like they're hunting instead of being handed. No, I don't know that one. You tell me your mouse story and I'll tell you mine. I might be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> no, this um, boundaries, since I work with sex offenders, uh, boundaries is something that we uh, talk a lot about. And if you take a handful of mice and you put them in like a five gallon aquarium where the boundaries are able to be determined, there's a proximity that feels safe. The mice will spread apart and go to the corners and outline and they'll separate themselves a little bit. They will allow themselves to explore safely if the parameters are within a certain distance. If you put the handful of mice in the middle of an empty aquarium pool, you know, out at the hotel that's been drained, they will not scatter. They won't feel safe enough to explore or to separate from the group and they will stay huddled in an open space. I mean, almost to the point of starvation, which is kind of wild. And like, what is the distance that allows you to feel safe, whether it's like visual or intuitively able to see or feel or know that there is a boundary there. And right. I feel like humans are the same way. I feel like knowing those boundaries and having a child at home who knows the home, knows the proximity and boundaries of the fence, the yard, the driveway, the house, and where to find their parent. And having that safety allows them safety enough to be curious and explore in a really healthy way. Which is kind of interesting. Oh, I, I, What's your mouse story? I agree. <laughs> well, Courtney, <laughs> real quick, I'm... I'm I'm having, she said I need a new mic. Um, I'm having issues with this one for some reason. Um, for some reason, my soundboard keeps disconnecting from my computer, so it picks up on these. I don't like the mic in these headphones, so it is going to sound a little weird. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> they don't call me Paranormal Sarah for nothing. I also break a lot of electronics, <laughs> but it's, yeah. Um, I don't remember which one it was. It was a, it was a, um, A, a, a psychological test on mice where I believe it was they were they had tunnels and they were trying to see the difference between how mice react when handed what they were looking for as opposed Versus to making hunting. them hunt and look for it how they would react after just being handed and then how they reacted to hunting 
Um, it was Ooh. something along those lines. I don't, <clears throat> I don't remember the full story or the full. Um, you know why I like experiment. that, Mike. I like that because, you know, I, I would say that I don't want to say controversial, but sometimes the conversations in sex offense treatment and like gender and discussions of sex and appropriateness and what's okay and what's socially okay and these kinds of areas, especially in the last five years, seems to be a little bit more controversial than other um, places, which working with pedophiles and working with people who legally have to know like their gender and what age is and what, what consent is and how to distinguish body language and the, these kinds of things. Um, when the world of social chaos gets crazy, it becomes hard for even the most basic of people to learn um, like a foundation, which is where I'm struggling a little bit. And my, and my professional job as I see things. And I say this because this is kind of a, a weird space where like the man, woman um, stereotype and foraging. There was a recent discussion on pornography that pornography for a man makes them more feminine because they don't have to go out and hunt for the female. They don't have to understand social conduct. They don't have to do the yes sir, no sir, opening the doors and learning what's appropriate that they just go and click clack kluk and go to Pornhub and get their thing and they're fine and they have an orgasm and then it's over, which has been for a very long time how females have operated in the sexual sphere. If we want sex, we can walk to the nearest bar and say, anybody? And we don't right. really have to put forth a lot of effort. <clears throat> and the male usually has to put forth the effort. So this whole like, mass feminizing of the the male the western male uh, in my field is kind of a hot topic to discuss and specifically just go out and get it right just right you don't have to learn it, you know? what's appropriate <laughs> right. you just go you don't even have to go anywhere you can sit right where you're at and be able to find whatever it is that you want and how that is feminizing and people got upset because they thought that to parallel feminizing with a lack of work meant that females were lazy. And that's not I can, what it's implying at all. I can see the, uh, I can see the argument behind that, you know, well, but, those mice, if they were just right. given the food, I wonder what, like it did probably. But even it. nowadays, a lot of men are, you know, say like, married men we can't just go out and go out and get it go out and you know um so yeah i think there there do there does have to be boundaries on you know something along those lines Ooh, can i ask you a question because that's an interesting question i suppose <laughs> i suppose i work mostly with offenders who you know they're being monitored or they do not have internet access. So, and right. they've been in, maybe in are still in prison. So they're living in the nineties, you know, it's very different. Like dial up, <laughs> baby, you know, get off the phone. And it's a different world then. And it still very much is, I think for anyone who's 30 to 40 years old, the internet is still very much the wild west. Like we know what Napster and LimeWire and AOL and age sex location and that you can lie. 
Ooh, oh yeah! Oh yeah! That okay. was the era of catfishing. Catfishing that was catfishing. Well, and 100%. we've created the catfish. We've created the apps and filters that have now led to a generation who doesn't know who the hell they are. Younger right. generations who are grasping desperately for identity as we meld into a metaverse that you can just be whatever you want. But what does that really mean? And so, this is kind of moving into a really interesting space. Where as a man, you said a married man. Well, like as a married man, I can't just go. Actually, a lot of married men do still go online and utilize porn or OnlyFans and have relationships with whoever they think it is on the other end of the dial. When I think a younger, more acute generation, they have to put their cell phone in to get their account. And it's not so much the Wild West. It's going to be very much more accountable to, hey, as you apply online, upload your resume and your search history. And like when you go to get your McDonald's job, they're going to see that you were on Pornhub and you can't do that stuff because it's going to be absolutely linked to you all the time. And that'll really change for the, those of us who are like, eh, control H, delete it. Who cares? Right. <laughs> uh, the younger generation is going to be like, unfortunately, that was bought out. That fusion center was sold from the government to another government. And now it's being utilized for like credit services. So shoot. Like that's going to change the, I can never say this word. Anonymity. Anonymity. Anonymous. I'm anonymous. And so I have anonymity. I when you're anonymous. What people do when they think there's no accountability. We in our 20s and 30s live in a world where the internet is kind of like the matrix to us. We go in and out of it, it really as is. if it's real and unreal. <laughs> but to younger generations, if they sell, you know, if they're if they send boob pics to their girlfriends and they're 17 and 16 and it's on the cloud. And dad happens to take his tablet that also has the cloud like sex tape, you know, to work. He might be my new client for the next 10 to 15 years and never be able to go to his son's graduation or baseball because, oops, he saw Jeannie's titties, you know, and it wasn't even meant for him. That happens all the time. All the time. And that's crazy. I guess it's Anna Nimity. And Anna Nimity. Nin and anonymity. <laughs> the English language is so silly. Um, Courtney says, Man, they go live from prisons on Facebook and TikTok. I think they're presently using the same things we are. Uh, a lot of the apps, yeah. I mean, especially in prison, they still get phones smuggled in all the time. And to be honest, a lot of them are snitches and they are not going to be doing well when they get out because. A lot of the prison guards, like we watch that. Like I watch that. I've got clients who go online and spill their entire guts on their vlog and then come into therapy and want to pretend like I didn't maybe watch that online and like have questions <laughs> about what they said. <laughs> That's a tool. We call that a facilitation tool. Um, but like they're probably totally making money too. Probably more money than Oh, probably. That's crazy. 12-step programs here, anonymous programs, that word gets butchered all the time. I know. I can't say it. We should change it. You know, if 
if people can have slang where they use new words, we should be able to just change that word. Right. I, why, why can't we? Why can't we? Right now, Mike, what's the new word? <laughs> I mean, anonymous Give is me. its own thing, you know, so it should. Right. Anonymous isn't really anonymous anymore, is it? I don't really think we are anymore, honestly. Mm -mm. No. No, if you get an angry girlfriend, you can find just about anything. That, that's the, I, I, no, I couldn't put anybody's <laughs> personal shit out there. That annoys me. Man, that happened to me. I had, uh, sometimes I put them on blast, but I try not to ever do that. That's really not my style. But I had dated someone in the past who they felt like that was going to be the thing that they were going to do that really hurt me the most was to take a very intimate photo and send it to everybody in my Google contacts because I have saved everybody ever that has ever contacted me ever. I save them in my contacts like an FBI agent. And so I probably have thousands in my contacts book and to like send all to just go ahead and send all that. And like my fourth grade teacher, like everybody uh, has seen my ass. So that was awkward and <laughs> you just kind of have to get over it, I guess, as I age. You know, it's just one of those things. <laughs> there, there, there is no, how do you say that? Animity? Animity. In, 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 I still can't pronounce it. Animity. <laughs> <laughs> but there, there is none anymore. I, uh, you know, I am in high school. I am known for doing one thing and I am not ashamed of sharing this anymore. I used to hate sharing it. But now uh, I just turned 37. I don't care. There's no shame. No shame. You know, you see a lot of what kids are getting famous on TikTok, all these pranks, all this dumb shit they're doing. We were doing back in the day. But if we did it, we, go to we jail. got arrested. We got, jail. you know, so kids these days have it really easy. So I remember I lost a bet in high school. I don't remember what the bet was, but... The consequences was I had to dye my pubic hairs. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Good. So I lost the bet. Needless to say, I had to serve the consequences. Not the most fun thing in the world. But Mike, that could be dangerous. Me. You could hurt yourself trying to bleach that. Right. The bleach burned. I, oh I will tell you my god. Okay, um, yeah. But um the next day at school, I'm the one showing it off. Right. Showing it off. I'm like Look at this. This is awesome. now here I am 20 years out of high school and I go to the gas station and the clerk recognizes me. And the only thing he goes is, aren't you the guy that dyed your pubes in high school? Oh my God. Right. 20 yes. years ago. <laughs> like there's a yes, like, full of people. Like there's <laughs> nothing, nothing. Oh my God. That's embarrassing. But also like not burned. I mean, maybe burned into people's memories, but not online that you could go Google it. No, Can you imagine no, 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 the humiliation no. that maybe your childhood initiation stories were actually online and documented? If There's... I tried uploading it then, it's probably still trying to upload. Yuck. <laughs> Internet Explorer. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, someone in the chat asked, what do you both do for meditation and or grounding? That's a good question. What do you do, Mike? Well, for one, I don't meditate. Oh. The only reason I I can't stop my mind. I have to be busy. I have to constantly be thinking. 
Um, when I do meditate, it's not a daily thing. It's not an all the time thing like a lot of people that meditate do. I listen to music. I will throw on metal. I'll throw on something that's upbeat, happy, and I'll just sit there and close my eyes. Um, the one thing I found out about me is the only time my mind is not running is when I'm listening to music. So I have to listen to something. I will sit there and um, there's times when I meditate. Um, I'll meditate with, with energies of angels and gods. So if I want to meditate with, say, Hakate or that type of energy, I'll listen to like a, a fire type song, a song that has um, their element um, and just kind of, you know, focus on that energy is what I do when I meditate. Um, as far as grounding, it's been a long time and I think I really need to pick that back up again. Mm. I like that. I like that you use music. I think I can, I can identify a lot with that. I have a constant stream going in my head. I know you and I, um, cause when I'm, when I'm doing mentoring, usually it's in spiritual type realms. <clears throat> I don't do life coaching or coaching in that way like you do, but I, I'm usually defaulting to this. So people who've worked with me in the past will know, or if you've read uh, my book, Quantum Parapsychology, I lightly mention this. But even with the four elements, earth, water, air, fire, I also think of it as yin and yang, but also very much like a genetic um, spiral or the Fibonacci or the mathematical uh, astrology that we begin to put the zodiac into. And, and that kind of movement... So when I'm thinking of grounding and centering, centering is my like initial thought, like the little seed of me. And I think about what that is. And every, every morning I used to wake up with anxiety. That was predominantly because I was smoking tobacco and because I was eating after eight o'clock <laughs> after I stopped eating after eight o'clock and stopped smoking tobacco and supplemented it with I don't know, a range of other things, mugwort, chamomile, lavender, cannabis, depends on where you're at. I mean, all sorts of things. I feel like that changed my central nervous system quite a bit and allowed me that when I wake up, I just think I am like, I'm not even Sarah, just I am and I am alive. And so I get up, I usually am listening to music so that I don't have intrusive negative thoughts and I'm able to center my little this little light of mine, like that visual, like being, and then grounding. I always think of old Appalachian magic. I think of the old men that would put copper wires around their feet at night and put it into the ground outside their tent when they were hunting to be in tune with the creatures, but how that actually does, you know, if people are going to Reiki or to get a massage or you take a shower and you baptize yourself in water, that like your electrons, your static friction, those, your energy, your negative energy actually gets cleansed and you ground yourself, whether it be with copper or whatever. So like, I like to, I like to go outside, like, and to ground, I like to go outside and take a deep breath or I like to splash my face with cold water. I feel like that's really grounding for me. And kind of like you, Mike, meditation is hard because I have a busy mind. So if I'm unable to keep my body still, I will dance. I will get into that like hypnagogic dissociative, like I'm driving. I love to drive with the windows down and the music up and go 300 miles and not even realize it. 
that is so meditating to me that I get out of the car and I feel lighter. I feel better. Mm -hmm. I feel like I've thought all my things out. I might cry. I think about my college sweetheart and the job I should have taken. And I don't call anybody. I just cry and sing and, and look at the earth and the sky and think that's a UFO. And I have all my thoughts to myself and I let them go in one end ear and out the other. And that's how I meditate. But yeah, I don't, I don't sit on a mountaintop on a pillow and um, like the monks do. No, I don't. Yeah, I think that I Western think really, meditation is different. I don't think there needs to be any structure behind anything that. No. You do. I mean, no. do it, it's how you're comfortable. It's not right. sitting around watching yoga videos and meditation or guided meditations. It's. Or maybe it is, if that's your thing, you know, right. You know, um, yeah. So I feel like somebody asked when you're having a show on here, where's your show on here? Where is my show on here? Where on this uh, broadcast? Well, you know, no, I do just a, your show in general. You need a show. Yeah. I do a podcast on astrology every Tuesday and we do it through, um, Odyssey and through YouTube. So through the paranormal channel. Um, but that's just kind of like, you know, a collaboration. I'm always interested in doing fun new shows for the last few years. I was doing a political, like forensic psychology, just discussion show called no man's land. But because I was posting every day about my dad needing a kidney, man, I got shut down, girlfriend. Oh, Facebook said no. And I got banned for like 90 days on one and 60 days on the other. And for somebody who, you know, does readings and things online and podcasts and guest spots that like screwed me seriously, oh, screwed right. me. So it, it was a struggle. So I've not really committed to that, but my dad got a kidney last month, so I won't be spamming. I, I saw that. Right. <laughs> I was happy. Yeah. Okay. Look at how cute I don't know where she it is. That. Gosh, dang it. She's like, dad, I got Fix something. my leg out. <laughs> she is she man that curly that's hair that's all me that's that's me i love it what is that what ethnic ethnicity ethnicity what ethnicity italian. is that what are you italian 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 and czech oh italian and czech maybe yep. it's the the czech is the blue eyes maybe i believe so yeah. my hair believe it or not is naturally curly but i, I hate it so it. i straighten my hair I do. I don't like it. Okay. It's not. It's not those tight, nice Italian curls that you would see. It's mine puffs. It's They're like, like Jesus curls, like a suave. So, uh, when I was when I was actually getting into shadow work and doing shadow work, you you mentioned something, and I don't remember what it was that made me think of this. Is um, doing shadow work, I've noticed the differences in me. Um, it's one of the things that really helped me forgive my mom and forgive my past and the way I was raised because it makes you look into their shadow. It makes you look into how they are and you're able to kind of accept it, and move on. And it's, I, I just, I did a lot of digging, not really digging, but a lot of trying to figure out who I am um, to where it's, to the point where I've pictured myself as a giant. You know, there's days where my hands get so uncomfortable, I gotta stretch, I gotta do this. 
And when I do it, I feel like they're not as big as they should be. Like, I feel like they should be three, four times the size. Um, I wasn't recognizing myself. I was seeing myself more muscular, more stronger, bigger. Um, and oh, it just, it, interesting. it was insane. Like the things I was seeing about myself. Um, and then started realizing, you know, maybe be, maybe the way I was in my past growing up and the way my mom was is there's a possibility, you know, my mom is very strict, like rules, rules, rules. And, uh, I started realizing maybe she was a slave owner in a past life. Maybe I was a slave in a past life. Man, and, you want to get crazy, Mike? <laughs> I'm always down. <laughs> I wonder. I wonder, I wonder if, because I do believe in past lives, guys, you know, I, mm -hmm. I'm a licensed hypnotherapist, so I cannot do it for entertainment, but past life regressions for fear. And then someone starts speaking a different language. You say, take me back to where this fear started. And they're now a different gender and a different country and a different time period. That's real. So in hypnosis, uh, I see that often. And in a fear-based structure, like alien abduction, regression, things of that nature for like real trauma victimization spaces. The giant thing. I love it that you have, like you do mirrors and scrying. You do shadow work within your coaching, which is very much linked to identity structures. And then you have this, you know, in mental health, we would call it body dysmorphia. If it kept you from functioning you're able to function. So it is not such a thing, but everybody has their, their visual like version of themselves. Like mine's a little bit more thinner, definitely more muscular, probably smaller breasts, shorter hair. Like the Sarah in my head is different than the Sarah that people see. And I'm always Absolutely. trying to align, always trying to align that. But yours, when you mentioned the gigantuan, like giant, I love the earth elemental concept to that, like back to the Maori and the Easter islands and the very large, but also the biblical Nephilim, like that mm -hmm. you do angel work and that you also do death angel work because anybody who works with me does necromancy, whether they like it or not. And so to know that you're in that realm, Nephilim and their integration with man and that, you know, magical, mystical you might be a hybrid. Have you ever thought you could be a hybrid? <gasps> I don't see. That's where I'm like, how do you learn? How do you figure that out? Um, oh. You know, I'm starting root cause therapy this weekend and I'm super excited for that. Um, I think it's going to advance a little bit of the coaching, a little bit of the shadow work. Um, mm. I'm, I'm excited, you know, and it's, 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 it's been a journey. You know, they, they, you, you change, right? When you start doing shadow work and, and even life coaching, just the process of learning and understanding, you know, I, I went from being this huge metal head to I'm now listening to a little bit of hip hop and a little bit of country. And it, it's like, you're starting to find an identity outside of, you know, a lot of the reasons I'm a metal head and always been just this terrorizing of a person is who I grew up around. You know, you want to be friends with people. If they say God doesn't exist, well, guess what? You're going to believe God doesn't exist. Um, it's actually been questioning my religion, what I believe. Um, 
and I started, I stumbled upon this and maybe you, you do astrology. So maybe this will make mm -hmm. a little bit more sense. So I was reading an article and I don't, I don't remember where, but it was talking about how your astrology sign, there is always the polar opposite. So if I'm a Scorpio, my true sign is the opposite of what a Scorpio would be as you do shadow work, as you do um, figuring out your life path. Like I was born a Scorpio, but technically my soul, my energy is not Scorpio. You know what's crazy? And Mike, I might just have to like do this in collaboration sometime either with you online or, or really you know, do what kind of work I do online and just put it online. I just often feel like it's not going to make any sense if I'm talking about it generally, because it's so specific right. to a person, you almost need a guinea pig. And oftentimes people don't want that intimate process to be online and maybe it shouldn't be and sometimes isn't and shouldn't be. But like, okay, so when I think of astrology and that mathematical opposite and what that means, so like in astrology, you have your 12 houses or you have these um, you know, extensions of your chakras and these placements and meridians in your body that acupressure, acupuncture, even tapping, emotional release technique, uh, psych K hypnosis, root, mm -hmm. root tapping. These things are all going to be utilizing um, areas of the body that on an electromagnetic spectrum are radiating on a cellular level, a certain vibration, do, re, mi, fa, so, la, ti, do, and the colors, red, orange, yellow, green, blue, indigo, violet, and they're all connected and like, what? And like, yeah, that's cool. That's how I know that I need a turquoise green stone if I'm struggling with speaking the truth, like, and that I would hold it here. How do you know that? Well, because it's, it's colors, it's science, it's the electromagnetic spectrum and how our body is processing that energy right. that we see and don't see. Because just because it's green, it's not that it's actually green, it's that that's the light that it's reflecting. So that's what our body is telling us we have a deficiency in. So you have this attraction. And I, the best way my brain sees that attraction is in yin and yang, or feminine, masculine, or bad, good, or negative, positive, or dark light or shadow work and, you know, social conduct. But like, it's also, everybody is also capable of thinking, feeling, saying, and doing things in harmony and you should be in harmony. So then when I think of astrology, Mike, your 12 houses, you've got astrological signs. You're going to have your sun sign, your moon sign, the sign you were born in under earth when the stars were aligned on that day, which actually is like, a physical imprint on your cellular body when you went from being a water breather to an an, air, an oxygen breather, your body went through an actual physical change that the oxygen and the placement and the sun and the way the gravitational pull was in that moment, you have a certain level of comfort. As someone said in the chat room, almost everything is learned if we want to go in that realm and that everything from our ancestors is imprinted on our DNA Everything is learned. Do we have access to it? No, nah, it comes with awareness and respect and skepticism and all that. But like you're born on that day. So your body recognizes that pattern. It's like a residual stamp. Right. Born today. That means you're a Virgo. What does that mean? Well, that means when the stars are like they are the day on your born that people will celebrate your life and that you'll have some. You're going to be an asshole because you're a Scorpio. <laughs> There's a lot of neon and Jupiter and Mercury isn't even in the sky. So all of our ancestors are fucking scrambling. And so on today, 
throughout history, this is how the energy is. And this is kind of imprinted on your body, whether you know it or not. Other people that know it, know it. So they're going to repel and gravitate towards and against you, whether they know why or not, which is kind of cool to think about. And then you break down, like, if you know your, we'll say Mercury. I think that's probably the most popular to people who don't give a shit about astrology. Because you hear, like, Mercury's in Gatorade! Ah! Mercury retrograde. <laughs> Mercury retrograde. Like, what the hell does that even mean, right? Well, Mercury is, I always think of Ariel. Like, you got your daughter back there. Like, this is how... We communicate ironically it's how the, the prince would have recognized her are you kidding me are you kidding me he saw her no it was the seashell that did it it was the voice it was the proclamation of who you are it was the recognition of your vibrational matter mm -hmm. <sighs> and that this is really important this is mercury the little planet that spins super fast and for whatever reason right chemistry biology astrology all the things that is way too much math for me to really care too much about but we know enough that like if mercury is in our sky we communicate well our microphones work our cars turn on when we turn them on our computer lights up our lights turn on when we click on and we know this when mercury is not in the sky Meaning that like we're in our car pacing the train and we go choo-choo and the train goes choo-choo and we're like, oh, that's really cool. Okay, gas it. We need to get to our place. But I mean, the train, we're still going the same direction. We know the train's there. We see the track, but it's behind us. We'd have to turn our head away from the fucking wheel. Oh my God, crash, burn. It's in retrograde. It's behind us now. So we can't turn our direction away from what we're doing to look at it. You have to just know that it'll be back again someday. And some of our ancestors learned that when mercury is not in the sky uh shit doesn't go right your car doesn't start the first time the microphone doesn't work <laughs> mercury in fact helps us uh utilize this the solar energy and like satellite you know like this kinds of triangulation stuff right like mercury right. being in our sky actually helps us communicate and actually helps our like when Mercury is not in the sky, it is retrograde. We cannot see it. All of our ancestors scrambled because they knew what that meant. And we also carry that residual superstition of like, well, no one's going to answer their phone. It's Mercury retrograde. I'm going to fall down the stairs and not be able to get to work. It's Mercury retrograde. But like, is that really Mercury retrograde or is that suggestion now? And like, that's kind of the power of momentum and physics too. <laughs> is like- oh, yeah. If you know, you know. And so if someone tells me like, sorry, I couldn't make it to my therapy. It's Mercury retrograde. And I go, no, 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 no. That's not actually what Mercury retrograde is. All that means is that people are going to struggle to communicate. And you have struggled to communicate with me that you are not prioritizing your therapy. That's your problem. It is not mine. Your insurance is still billed. Don't lie to me and take some astrology. That's what I know. Oh, yeah. You know? And Oh, yeah. I like that about Mercury and that's the little planet of communication and it is going to greatly fuck up my stuff. So we know that like, I don't need to go spend a hundred dollars at Best Buy getting a new microphone. I might actually wait until Mercury goes direct again and see if it might be an electrical triangulation of shit in the sky that is far beyond me because I'm not the biggest thing out there. 
Oh, absolutely. Yep. You know, it's like humbling and it also makes me feel less skeptical and more connected because when say, for example, I have a lot of women go figure who want psychic awareness of their relationships. Is he the one? Um, why isn't he texting me back? Why? And I think, well, I look at the stars firstly, because that's bigger than me. And I think, well, you know, we are in a retrograde space. If you're in the Northern hemisphere, you're in winter. So you probably have seasonal affective disorder. <laughs> it's a time of isolation. If you're into tarot, this is the hermit. This is when you go in your little cave with your lantern and like the allegory of the cave. If you don't know. No tarot over here. Yeah. Hey, we do that. Know what to do. <laughs> that scrying of the mirror. If you've got the light behind you versus the light in front of you, what you're going to see is very different. That placement of just where you are. Yep. And the hermit knows that. And he knows that him and his cave with his light is, is the way. It's not where you're going and to light the path. It's that you just, you are the light and that moths move towards you. Like the hermit learns by being, this is the hermit space, the resting space. And so I might be able to tell someone like, well, this is a hermit space. So it really has nothing to do with you. And you can either share crazy bitch energy or you can give what you want to get and just tell someone, I hope you're doing well. I've been self-isolating and thinking a lot and I'm thinking a lot about you. And that's, that's what I did during shadow work. Right. <laughs> Mending relationships, <laughs> talking to people, losing friends. Um, <laughs> you have to, that's, you have you know, to get rid of that dead weight. If it's, yeah. you know, take that step, take that step on apologizing, take that step on moving forward to lift it off your shoulders. Mm -hmm. But if that energy is not reciprocated, cut it off and just fucking let it go. You know, you did what you had to do. That's all that's important. Well, and, and to think too, like, you know, I kind of laughed this morning. I've got a, a good friend of mine who's going through a divorce and she's dating a guy. He's married. No! And, you know, I'm sure his wife just thinks he's the worst. That he's the reason I hate my body and my husband never looks at me. Meanwhile, he's somebody else's object of affection. And making another woman love her body. And what's really interesting in that is it's like, you know, that's real. One man's trash is another man's treasure. So you don't have to waste your energy changing anything but yourself. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> We only got another couple minutes with you. Um, oh, shoot. Yep, yep. You're good. You're Ed. This has been enlightening. I feel bad. I didn't get to bring up the book like I wanted to. Oh, yeah. There it is. You can go get um, that on Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> I'm working on the second version of my first book, which I'm very proud of The Haunted by the Abyss, which I'm doing the second version. I think will be, it's like 10, it's been 10 years. So it'll come out 10 years, second edition, and hopefully doing that with Troy Taylor. Um, so it won't be Lou Ellen, but then the quantum parapsychology, man, you know, it. I so appreciate that. that. I love it. Yeah, it does. And what I think of is in science, man, quantum stuff 
just yesterday, you know, was news. Today is news on quantum stuff. So it's going to be outdated the moment you read it, but it's also the science that is making the paranormal happen. And it's making, you know, quantum stuff is that's the metaverse. That's AI. That's like people right now having these questioning ideas of who they are and their second identity and who they're going to be and if they should upload themselves and if they're even worthy, like the whale. I just want to know that I did something with my life. This moment, um, that's quantum entanglement, string theory 101. And I love oh, it. Yeah. Ah! Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, Mike, we got to do this again. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Where can people find you? Where can uh, people talk to you and chat? Yeah, they can find me. If you Google Paranormal Sarah, you will find me. I'm on TikTok doing weird things. I'm on Instagram doing my photography. I'm on Facebook sharing a lot of my astrology and the things that I do for alchemy and hieromedic spiritual work. And then um, on YouTube and ParanormalSarah.com, I share like conferences and things like that. I'm doing a conference in April for violent sex offenders. And it's the psychology of language called the silver tongue. So I'm doing that in like Australia and India and the United States in the next two years. So you'll see me on like the circuit doing things for prison work and probation work. But in the paranormal, it's just kind of fun, cool stuff. But go to ParanormalSarah.com and you can find that. Awesome. It's been a pleasure talking to you as always. And yes, I know our schedules are hectic. That's okay. Um, parents, we're going to make it work. We have to, especially after today's conversation with the giant and all that, we definitely have to. You're a Nephilim. I can feel it in my bones and <laughs> my psychic bones. I can feel it, Mike. And I'm excited to learn more it about really it. It wouldn't surprise me, to be honest. You know, I've been more towards spiritual than I have. You know, I got into the paranormal hoping to find something demonic and be this demon hunter. And I'm like, I prefer angels. I like the light stuff. It's easier. More fun. Well, yeah. (laughs) And the fact that they, in in my realm, are the same thing. So I feel like you can't have a light without a dark to put it in. And I like to be right Right. there in the middle when one becomes the other. And that, to me, is the magic. So I'm excited to be working with you. And for anybody who listened today, you know, reach out. I'm excited for you guys listening in and tuning in. And I wish you nothing but the best this year, Mike. It's going to be a good year. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Sarah. Again, check her out, paranormalsarah.com. Um, we're going to take a quick two-minute break. i got to check on the daughter and uh, use the bathroom. So when we come back, I have another guest, Haley Michelle. You guys know her as Paranormal Princess. I'm super excited to talk to her. She's phenomenal as well. Um, thank you again, Sarah, and uh, I'll show you a message a little later today. Absolutely. Bye-bye, guys. All right. Sounds good. Brandon Wainwright is an animal lover, author, energy healer, and former police officer. In April of 2018, he and his family lost their dog Tyson to a brain tumor. It was an inevitable experience that comes with being a pet owner, but it was devastating nonetheless. Tyson's Gift How an 8-pound canine became a man's greatest spiritual guide. In the story of Tyson's life, from his entry into the lives of Brandon and his wife, Misha, to his equally impactful departure and continued spiritual influence, Tyson's beautiful story will entertain and comfort readers of all backgrounds. Get your copy at Tyson'sGift.com. That's Tyson'sGift.com or wherever books are sold.
From its beginnings, Yoost was created to unleash the excellence of nature's healing powers and bring them to people everywhere. With almost 90 years in the market, they are considered a worldwide pioneer in complete herbal wellness therapy. All Swiss Yoost products are natural, essential oil-based, pleasant, and harmonious. They are extracted from plants and herbs with the latest technology to ensure the best results. Swiss Yoost Live Healthy with Consultant Stephanie will guide you in the right direction to find the perfect essential products just for you. For example, have an upset tummy? Try our soothing chamomile that has not only been used by many, but trusted for years. Keep in mind, you just can't get these amazing oils at your local shopping center. They're just too special. For that, you need a connection. And that connection is Stephanie. Want some? Then head on over to Facebook and search Swiss Yeast Live Healthy. That's Swiss Yeast Live Healthy. And contact Stephanie today. fan of the paranormal world then you'll love WLTK DB Talk Radio talk shows bringing you the latest on everything paranormal, cryptozoological metaphysical, true crime psychic readings and more. The truth is here and now on WLTK DB Talk Radio at WLTKDB.com You know, I think I'm going to get back into podcasting. This is actually really fun, and I miss it. I miss talking to people in the comments. You guys make me feel important. I love it. Um, but before, um, if you guys caught up on the uh, the first hour, I apologize for that longer break. Um, those of you that are here know that in the winter, I'm a stay-at-home dad. I got a four-year-old running around who um, kind of needs me. She's very needy, very attached, love her to death. Um, but um, I have another guest, super excited to bring her on. She's a very good friend. Um, at her first time in Vegas, the Vegas Paracon. And I was actually, to be honest, a little not thrown off. I was a little nervous. You know, you see her around TikTok. Um, she is a uh, TikTok influencer um, all over the world, Disneyland, Universal, um, travels, Paracons, does a lot of stuff. Collects haunted dolls, sells haunted dolls. Um, just a great all-around energy. I'm going to bring her in. Let me, where's my mouse? There it is. Just, there we go. <laughs> you gave me a big head right there. <laughs> <laughs> you're fun. Your, your energy is always fun to be around. Um, Thank you. I try. You know, the first, time I, the first time I met you in Vegas, I was a little nervous. I'm like, hey, I know her from, from TikTok, her dolls. You know, she's not even going to know who I am. And then, you know, we just hit it off pretty good. Um, yeah. And then you ran into your Wildwood for their paracon, and it's just been, you know, amazing. You're honored to have one. Thank you. I'm so excited. 
<laughs> how is, um, I, I see you're putting up a new paranormal investigation YouTube. Oh, yes. Um, I really want to start getting into YouTube. I always say I'm going to do it every year and I don't. And I really should because, I mean, that was how I kind of got started in all this. I think I was like 14 getting into YouTube. And I'm like, why am I not doing this now? And I made an account and out of nowhere, I had no videos. I already have 5,000 people following it. I'm like, well, I better start posting soon. So it's going to be all about paranormal. Like mostly my investigations I go on and behind the scenes. Oh yeah. That'll always be fun. Those are, you know, that's, that's a great thing about YouTube is being able to post, you know, long videos, short videos, um, promotion, even, you know, we're, we're live on YouTube right now. Yeah. And I remember when you, when YouTube first came out, you just, you know, it was just videos of, of uh, funny. Like, I, I still remember the first YouTube videos I ever watched. Oh, you really? It, it, it's so <laughs> funny to just see see how evolved it's come, you know, from shitty quality camera phones to I know. 4K, and it's insane. Well, I'm kind of a little intimidated because, because of that reason. Like, I mean, I started back on my mom's, like, cheap camera thing and put a little disc in the computer and uploaded stuff, and now it's all technical stuff and I'm a little nervous. I don't want to, you know, <clears throat> look kind of crazy doing it. So I'm going to have to take some practice with it. Right. And, and that's the sad part is this came out when we were younger. Well, at least when I was younger, you know, yeah, it came out so long ago. Why didn't I learn it then? And now here I am like, how do you do this? <laughs> I know. That's how I feel. <laughs> you know, we built, we built the way for this young generation. You know, Sarah's right. We pay, we paved the way for the younger generation. Yeah. To, uh, we, we, we did all the hard work. Now uh, they get the benefit. I know. I feel like <laughs> you know? we started the yellow brick road and now they're at the like Emerald Castle already. Right. It's, <laughs> it's in everybody's fingertips. Yeah. Uh, it's so fun. So I'm going to go for it. I'm going to um, start writing down all my investigations I ever did and get any footage I can and kind of just show clips of it and be like, well, when I was in here, this is what happened. And just give little sneak peeks and try to get them to watch the full videos. So planning a lot of investigations this year. Nice. Where's your first one you're going? Well, my first one actually is booked for this Saturday. If it doesn't, if the weather holds up, um, it's going to be at Indiana State Sanitarium. I have not been to that place yet. I haven't either, but I've heard it's like pretty much one of the most haunted locations in Indiana. And I got the opportunity. They reached out to me. So I'm like, okay, let's do this. It's an overnight thing too. Is it an event or are you just film or like filming for YouTube or for yourself? Well, it's kind of an event where people can um, come in and investigate themselves and have also a tour guide to take them around. Um, they wanted me to come in to get my, you know, my opinion, my experiences. And they're also going to have like um, paranormal equipment there for people to try out as well. So, and snacks. So can't forget the snacks. <laughs> oh, you can't forget the snacks. That is the most important when you're on the I'm going for the snacks. Food. <laughs> <laughs> no cheese for me. No cheese. <laughs> nope. I'm, I'm still reaping. Last night, my wife and I were craving cheesecake. So yeah. I went and got a cheesecake and we ate half of it. And I'm regrets? not close and tolerant. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> So it's been a fun morning. Oh no! I bet you're oh, freaking yeah. out. Like I gotta do this right now, and I'm having problems with the cheesecake. 
I'm literally like the the end of the last hour. Like, I hope two minute break is long enough. I hope this is. <laughs> I hope I'm gonna be okay. <laughs> oh man. Oh. It's a life of living with lactose and being lactose intolerant. It's not fun. I couldn't it's, even it's imagine. It's all the good stuff. That's everything. It's ice cream and coffee and. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't even. I couldn't. Fruit cheese. Yeah. Oh man. Oh. So what um. I really formulated zero questions. Like these are my notes, just of things I know to bring up. Okay. I have zero questions. Like this. Okay, is I'll do a, my best to come chat. up with some Okay, we'll chat. So the last time we saw each other, Wild West Sanitar Sanitarium, Sanatorium. How do I say that? Sanatorium. Uh, this is Hope Pair. There is Hope Pair time. San okay. Sanatorium, Terium. I don't think there's a. Okay. I mean, that could be a difference. I don't know. Right. That was really fun. I, that was the last real paranormal event I did and ended up getting sick after for a while. I think I, I left early because I was sick. Before the investigation, I felt sick and I left early. Yeah, it was, it was pretty late. I know uh, yeah. that, it was a good event. It, it turned out really well. That Paracon was, you know, outstanding. Well, um, yeah. Scheduled really everything. I mean, we, we had a lot of fun. You, me, James, uh, Selene, Selena. Yeah, um, that was so fun. That was fun. <laughs> Just walking around. Jeremy, of course. Jeremy, you can't forget Jeremy. We can't forget him. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was so fun. I feel like, though, I was fine the day before, but I spent the night in that haunted place, okay? And you know I did. And I had so much. I don't really like to go into places and know too much. But it pretty much told its own story when I spent the night in that room. And I found a clip where we were in there and we were, you did us like a spirit box and you had your doll and we were, and it was like one of the kids old rooms. Right. I can't remember was much. That when we were, we were in there just kind of talking to Selene, weren't we? Yeah. We there was a couple, yeah. Yeah. A couple other people up in there talking about like what makes the room haunted. It was like the next day at the Paracon. And I was like, well, if I spent the night in this haunted room, can you guys tell me what, you know, what's going on in here? And I think that's where you said like a little boy spirit was and Selene said she felt the boy spirit in there as well. Yeah, I felt him too. He was sitting on the end of my bed. He was opening up the door. He was making noises. I was like yeah, getting on TikTok in the middle of the night. I'm like, okay, so there's this little boy spirit in here and he's messing with the dolls and he's messing with me. That that <laughs> area, that that whole building is active from top to bottom. Just everything it's been throughout uh, being built you know it was a holistic healing center it was tb hospital tb ward for a while yeah. um, for such a small building i guess a regular size house you know imagine that being a tb ward and just everybody I can't. You know, cramped and no space that's that's so, how i feel i feel like it was all pushed in and cramped. I couldn't imagine it's not spacious enough for people to be in, like for TB patients anyways. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But it's, it's, it's one of my favorite places. I love it there. I always promote it. Yeah. Um, it was funny when I showed up, I didn't even know you were there. I didn't know you were there. <laughs> I showed up. I just met you in Vegas like a couple months prior and I get there and I, I think it was, it was either Brooke or Lori, one of the owners of Wildwood. They're like, can you like they're up there. She's up there sleeping. We don't want to wake her up because we don't know her. And I was literally in the house for like five minutes. And they're like, Mike, can you go wake her up? You know her. 
I'm like, <laughs> I literally just met her like two months ago, so I really don't know her. But yeah, I'll go do it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so I was, I was like, knocking on the door. I knew I was it was so, you like, too. I'm like, like why? Why do I why did I get voted to get wake, wake her up? <laughs> I felt so weird though, because I was hearing knocking on the door all night. And even at one point, the door kind of opened and I was smiling, expecting someone to be coming in and it was nobody. So at first I was like, is this a trick? Is somebody really knocking at the door? But it was you. I recognized your voice right away. And I was I think I asked you later. I was like, did you try to wake me up? <laughs> it was me. I got voted. Yeah, because no one else knew me. So you got just thrown <laughs> in there. Yeah, <laughs> Haley's scary. Yeah, I know. I was it was so much fun. And I of course it was so fun to be in the room that they let me be in with all the dolls because obviously uh, I have Emily <laughs> right up there. I see her. Is that the one that was with us? Yep, that's the one that uh you, that's the one that's in your picture. Okay, that's, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Yep. I love those pictures of us. Those are so fun. He's up there. <laughs> this is she my Oh, she just stays there and watches you. Everything you do. She, she, um, well, this area over here, I don't know if you guys can see, there's a doorway right here. Um, this area out here, you say I got an antique chair. That's actually not antique. That's, it looks antique. This light, I'm getting there. This, you know, I have a lot of items out there. Um, I think I've seen antique. your pictures. Yeah. Emily, um, I'm one of those people I, I don't like seeing the same thing over and over and over. So, so many times I'll come out here, I'll rearrange, I'll move stuff, I'll move yes. the energy around. Um, but Emily, she always has choice. I ask her where she wants to be, where she wants to go. Um, and she sees me and my wife as her parents. She's a very intelligent spirit. She loves being with us and she will not leave. And this is what's funny. This whole wall here, all the way up wow, and down in this. This is all family. She oh. does not want to be away from anything that's my family. She wow. wants to stay with it. So that's why she just, unless I travel and take her, that's where she's at. That's where she wants to stay. That is so cool. I feel like you possibly have known her in a past life or so, like her spirit for a longer than you know. I wouldn't be surprised. It was, um, it was, it was weird how I found her. Um, I, and a lot of the people listening, you know, I do, I do have another podcast with Diet. I'm just filling in for her today. Yeah. So you're going to hear a lot about Emily. Um, I found her spirit at a location in Cleveland. We were, I had a buddy reach out who did his own podcast. He was doing a Halloween special and he said, Hey, let's do a mock paranormal investigation at my building. We'll just do it for fun, you know, entertainment come to this podcast so we get there and we're actually feeling activity we're actually sensing things seeing things hearing things so while we're there we come to find out that the guy that owned the building was buying uh storage units he was buying stuff from mm. estate sales he was and the whole building that's what it was full of oh so wow. we go up to the attic well first when we first got there, I was walking in and to the right of the door, there was just a random power wheel sitting there, just a, a, a kid's power wheel. Mm. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, I am drawn to that. Why? There's something about this power wheel that I'm drawn to. 
So then we do the investigation. We start finding out there's actually spirits there. And we're up in the attic. And this is when I found out that I actually have energy for, um, best way to put this, children's spirits. I am Mm -hmm. known as a protector. I draw those children. So I find, I start feeling a child. And my teammate at the time, she's using her dousing rods. And we're asking yes and no questions. And I was like, are you a little girl child? And it says, yes. Out of nowhere, the name Emily popped in my head. I was like, is your name Emily? And those dousing rods, I swear, swung fast. <laughs> so, yes, so fast. Like she was excited somebody saw her. Somebody knew her name. Acknowledged, acknowledged it, yeah. Her. And I'm like, is there something here that you're attached to? If it is, if there is, can you use those dousing rods? Point me to it. So she starts pointing these dousing rods over behind the stairs that you come up to the attic. And there's just, there's stuff everywhere because he was hoarding stuff. So I just start picking up random stuff and I go, no. She goes, no, 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 no. So finally I turn around and I walk away and, uh, my teammate, John, at the time, he goes, what's that on the ground? It was one thing I didn't pick up. And it was this. Oh, my gosh. That was the power wheel that I saw sitting outside. Oh my and gosh. I asked her, I was like, can I keep this? Can I take this home? And she said yes. And she's been with me since. She won't let me cross her over. She won't pass over. Um, she doesn't want to for fear of losing us. Yeah. You know, I've captured her voice so many times. I've seen I her think, once. I think you played one for me, and it was pretty chilling. <clears throat> so, yeah, it's, there's my story of Emily. She's a sweetheart. And well, she does. She loves, she's at Wildwood all the time, too. She loves playing with Tommy, the room you oh, stuff yeah. in. Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yes, I remember that. Yeah, you you played one of her her voices for me there, and it was like, oh my gosh, it was so clear and everything. Oh, the one of the uh, I wonder if it was the one where I don't remember which one that was. Me either. It was me and my son. He wanted to try and capture some EVPs of her, and we were in the basement of our old house. And I was like, hey Emily, come play with Nico, and. uh you just hear this little girl's voice just running, laughing, saying, I'm going to get you. That's it. That's and the it was, one. Yeah. yeah. It's like she, she was trying to tickle him. She was trying to have fun. And you could tell it wasn't a malicious voice or malevolent. It was a sweet little girl. And it was amazing. Wow. That she's around. So. Well, that's <laughs> good. I, know I wanted you to have, know the whole story. Yeah. Oh. I know you have dolls. So what, what is your most haunted that you found or that the spirit that sticks around the most okay so i have a haunted doll named eloise um she's in the back room right now but she's definitely the one that's most active and i feel like when i post her on my social media as well people are like they feel drawn to her immediately i mean i post all my dolls pretty much and tell their story and tell little things what they do but it's always eloise and she is also one of my most oldest um the doll her itself is like probably from the 30s or 40s she's falling she's holding on my threads wow and her eyes tell a story it's like you are looking into 
someone's soul for sure. Um, we made a connection right away. Uh, she, I feel like she is older. She's mature. She's not a child. Um, and that's strange for me because I also feel like children's spirits come to play with me a lot. Because I feel like I act like a child. I'm not going to lie. I definitely yeah, free, don't that act. That high energy, free spirit. Yeah, I don't act my age. And I mean, you also do a lot of like, um, I, I don't really, I, I feel like saying dress up is rude and not, I, I don't know <laughs> I can the right tell term you. for it. Um, uh, I do. Right <laughs> yeah, it's, I'm a party princess for children's birthday parties. So I attend kids' birthday parties as their favorite characters, like, you know. Cinderella and Elsa mostly and you know go there and meet the child and brighten their day and they get to meet do you do you think that is what could attract those children's spirits that I do are drawn to that magical feeling somewhat but I also I feel like it's more that I don't act my age that I'm I collect toys and I play with toys and I like to buy toys and um they're all actually in my toy room that I have all these random little knickknack toys. I think they like that. So I think it's that. And I also, I'm a teacher and I taught dance class and I taught in schools and I just did everything that involved kids. So maybe they can feel that kind of feeling as well. They, yeah. Yep. yeah. Like a mother figure or, you know, as right. well. absolutely. For sure. Um, this is one of my newest haunted dolls. Um, her name is Gypsy. I found her in an antique store and I usually, I will be real. Sometimes people are like, oh, go in there and find the most haunted dolls. Sometimes I'm like, it's not always that they're haunted. And I will buy some yeah. just to prove that, you know, I'm like, this one's not haunted. This one's not, but it's fun to try. But this one I was very instantly connected with and I definitely, I felt like there was multiple spirits with her at first. Seriously, it felt like there was. She was in this little, you know how thrift antique stores are. They have their own cubes. It felt like there yep. were three or four spirits in there. And I was like looking around. I just felt so weird. And she was like hiding. And I picked her up. And then I just like started like noticing how you can just twist her head. And she has all these personalities. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, maybe there's more than one with her. And she is very magical uh, and very you unique. Have for sale, don't you? I do. I am trying to lesson my haunted doll collection because as you know it can be very overwhelming and too you much sometimes. the wrong person because then there's me trying to grow my haunted doll collection. <laughs> <laughs> yeah you need to be reaching out to me about some dolls i need to give you some um, then there's my wife quit buying shit <laughs> <laughs> uh i know i People reach out to me often, like, oh, I think I'm ready to add a haunted doll to my collect collection, or I just, I want to start collecting haunted dolls. So I have to give them the lowdown. Like, I am not responsible for what happens after this doll gets in your house. This, you know, yeah. it's trickier than just like, oh, buy this haunted doll. It's so fun. Like, oh, or it's, it's may get possessed. Yep. Yeah. It's the same with mirrors, because I, I make them, I sell them. Um, I've had a buddy of mine comment on my post and say, cover it, cover it. He's, <laughs> yes. he's, he's a witch. So he can actually sense the negativity. And if he comes around anything dark or negative, it actually makes him violently ill. So he just, saw a picture of my, yeah, he just saw a picture of the mirror and was like, cover that now. <laughs> I'm like, I can handle it. <laughs> oh my, my energy. I created it. <laughs> right. 
I actually have a haunted mirror. Oh no. Yeah, isn't that I crazy? A, I want a count of mine. <laughs> Where'd you get yours? Um, I found uh, the antique store, thrift store I go to often. They actually reached out to me. They called okay. me and they're like, "Some we don't really believe in this stuff, but there's something about this mirror and it's not right. And we feel something really, really weird with it. And they gave me a very good discount on it. And I actually featured that um, whole little story time about that when the Discovery Channel reached out to me. Well, Travel Channel, Discovery, I don't know. Travel Channel, I think it is. They reached out to me and they were like, oh, we want to know about this mirror. So I did a little story time about it. I saw um, a nice. woman, woman standing next to it. And she seemed like like a lost bride almost. I just call her a bride because a long flowy nightgown and just kind of staring at me at the end of the bed next to the mirror. And I'm like, can I help you? <laughs> and you but have that mirror? I do. Nice, nice. Yes. I love like thrift stores and antique shops are the greatest places to start if you're trying to build a collection. Absolutely. Um, same with you. I don't, I don't go in with hopes to find something yeah. you know uh haunted or for me it just it, it fits the the atmosphere and, it, and if it looks good i'll buy it yeah. um, but i have you know bought a few that do have a little bit of energy to them um which actually brings me to something you know what we should do and it's something i actually got offered to oh. do and i'm thinking about doing it i want to investigate an antique store or a thrift nice. store yes I got offered to do one in Tennessee. I'm close like, to Tennessee. Well, our drive. And I'm this is down near Gatlinburg. I will go. Please like, think of like, me. <laughs> I, I actually think it's down the road from the Titanic Museum. I love the Titanic Museum. Oh my gosh. We need to investigate there too. I'd, I'd love to get into so many places. Same. It's so hard anymore. Nobody either doesn't allow it they don't want it they don't want to promote it right um, and then there's us on that spectrum of here's more revenue for you we're gonna make it we're gonna prove that it's haunted bring in you know investigators yeah. let them pay to come in um but exactly let us promote it. your location i mean if they knew that my catcher and the paranormal princesses were just paranormal princess was just here they'd want to come too the the actual the the doll that I bought here I'll go grab her real quick. Okay. This doll I bought her at the antique museum in Gatlinburg, and I felt bad for her because she uh sat in our trunk the entire trip from Gatlinburg to Chicago. I know that feeling. <laughs> but but yeah, I got her. Oh wow. Be, uh, we my wife and I I think we walked through I can feel her energy just hold there. We walked yeah. through probably about four or five antique shops in Gatlinburg or the, the surrounding area of Tennessee. And uh, I, I like to open myself up to draw myself to that next object or that next item that I want. I went through about four or five antique stores, nothing. Didn't feel a thing. The one that I bought her from, I walked in and I felt watched. I automatically felt some sort of mischievous um, energy, something weird, something off, random, and it led me all the way to the third floor. And I'm walking by this area where, you know, people that are in peak stores, they have their own little sections to sell yeah. stuff. 
I walked by this one. It was all full of kids' items. Dolls, stuffed animals, toys, furniture bed. And she was just right there in the corner. Instantly drawn to her. And uh, I bought her. And I had a, a friend of mine at the time read her energy. And she's like, she's very mischievous. Um, she's a young girl. She likes to run around, whistle, sing. She's just a 14-year-old girl just like to have fun. Yeah. Unfortunately, she won't talk to me. Oh, no. She won't tell me her name. Um, I don't know if she doesn't like guys. She's never been mean, but she just for some reason, she won't talk to me. Um, oh. But I'll get there. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Maybe next time we get together, I would love to do something with her. As soon as you showed me her face, I'm not going to, I'm not trying to be like, like conceited or anything, but I'm not going to lie. The facial features on that doll reminded me of mine. Huh. Did you look at that? Did you notice that? Side by side, I do see it. And she's she's got the blue eyes. Yeah. That's, I see that's why I have, speaking of, since I know you collect a lot more dolls. Do you know anybody that makes clothing? Oh, my gosh. Um, I do not. I, the reason I ask is because this doll, you, you, you've seen Emily. Yeah. Uh, I know viewers and other people have him, but this is Emily. Um, I want to find, that's why this doll is Emily's. This, this is a doll I gave her. I actually bought this at the thrift store for Emily because Emily is actually blonde hair, blue eyes, everything with this doll. And I've actually seen, I've seen Emily. I know what she's wearing. So yeah. I want to turn this doll into what she's wearing. So I'd love to I, find somebody. I think I remember you mentioning that to me. Like you want to get some clothes for her and match her up with her spirit. That is a very yeah. good idea. I never kind of, I never even thought about, you know, changing up their looks and stuff, but that's very good. It's what I want to do. Yeah. But I mean, you I'll get there one day if I find the right one. Yeah. To match with her spirit. Why wouldn't she want to do that? For sure. Oh, you but, can, oh, you can feel her all over the place. Like, you know, there's times we're sitting on the couch and I sense her, I feel her. And oh, wow. She just acts like Hanging part out. of the family. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Does she get along with your other dolls? Um, she actually controls everything. She oh, is, <laughs> she, yep. She's the dominant, there's two spirits here that are dominant. Uh, one's a Native American and the other one is her. Oh, wow. Yep. That's really neat. I didn't know about your the Native American one in your house. Um, he's, he's attached to a mirror that I have. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Those mirrors. Oh, <laughs> love them. Yeah, he's attached I, to a mirror that I have. I'm definitely tr a true believer in the mirror, the mirror thing, too. The portals and everything. Like, um, There's been times where... I've almost been influenced without even realizing it to put mirrors across from each other in my room. And I, I, you know, I make them. Um, yeah. I have, I actually have two mirrors. They are brother and sister. They have been facing each other since I made them. Oh, wow. They're just, they have not left each other's. Yeah. I, I do it purposely. I do it to, you know, allow spirits to, to me, it's like a pit stop. It's a rest area, right. you know? Ready yeah. to travel next, feel free. 
kick back in the rest <laughs> and then go along your way. <laughs> Come in, say hi, and then get going. Go into the other mirror. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's so cool. And it happens. You know, there's days I'm out here in my area and I'm like, something out here doesn't want me. Okay, I'm leaving. Oh, and then there's next other days I'm out there and it's like full of energy. You know, I'll, I'll clean, I'll dust, I'll sweep, and you can just feel them all around me. Just you have a ghost hotel. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I, it's, it, one of these days I'm going to do, um, I've been wanting to get out here and investigate. The only reason I don't is because I know the stories. I know what I have. Yeah. So I don't want to sound like I'm making it up or, you know, anything like that. But oh, yeah. eventually here soon, I would like to get somebody in here that doesn't know and just investigate it. I think yeah. that would be cool. That's a good idea for sure. Um, did you hear about me going with the Ghost Hunter Girls, Natalie Jones? I'm sure you might have heard. I did. I was I was gonna bring that up. The event that you guys have, I would say coming up, but it's not I know, it feels like so. forever away. Oh my god. <laughs> I will be there. You will? I will be there. Yay, good. Yeah, um, yeah. It's the Haunted Hill there, House. Actually. Oh yes. Have um, you been to Haunted Hill House? I haven't. I okay, so I went once. I've been there once. I had one experience. Um, I didn't have, I, everything else in there wasn't, I just wasn't getting anything. Yeah. But the, the one experience I had is there is a room in there. Oh, I don't know if I can tell you. You like going in blind. Never mind. You can tell me about one room. You like going in, you like going in blind. <laughs> I do, but this is. Okay, this so actually, let's, let's test this. So I want to see if you get a different outcome than I do. No, because okay. that's going to be my bedroom. Be <laughs> I was made to feel very, very comfortable in this room. Okay. Well, it's good to hear a positive thing. I was waiting for you to say, like, But it's a negative crazy. room. Oh. It's a okay, negative. It it's known for negativity. It's known for darkness. It's known for something darker. But when I was there, I felt comfortable. I was treated with respect. I was protected. Um, and what happened to me the night that I was going to sleep, nobody told me about a certain spirit in there until the next morning. Oh, geez, that'd be rude. <laughs> so it, it, it was, it was nice to verify that. It was nice to yeah. have validation for what I felt. Right. Um, I think it's the suicide room. Yeah. Sleep in oh. the suicide room. I think that's what they call it. Oh, that's a special room. Oh my gosh. I don't even know. Well, you want to go in blind, so I can't tell right. you. But, uh. I know. I was going to say, like, I don't even know anything at all. I know there's, like, multiple movies made about this house mm -hmm. and all kinds of stuff. And John and Wayne did a few. Yeah. I've never seen mm -hmm. them. I mean, of course, I've heard about the house, but I don't really know much details or what really went down there. The only thing I don't like about where the house is is you can only travel so far away from that house before you run into cartel before you run into a lot of bad stuff it's oh yeah oh. it's the only bad thing but it, yeah, it's, it's, it's a nice it's not a bad area it's you just got to be careful okay um, but you know when i'm out 
where I don't know where I'm at. I don't travel too far from the house anyway. Right. Yeah. Okay. And yeah, I think we're going to be there a couple nights too. So we'll get a little bit of different feelings for each night, hopefully. Have more I'm time. excited to come back. I'm excited yeah. to get back to Haunted House. Yes. And my goal this and year is to your toes. I bet. My goal is definitely to go places I have never been before. Um, I want to get a bunch under the belt. I mean, I started writing down like all the places I've been, but I feel like it's a lot of Indiana and ew. I just don't like it here. Get up, get up to Monroe House. You haven't done that one yet. Right. I think you did. You find out. I've been wanting to. Okay. I've been wanting to. I have not. Um, I'm planning another one right now that kind of put that one on hold. Okay. But I definitely want to get out that way again. I that is an active to... location. That's a scary one. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm part of the podcast, The Scared and Alone, and they like to send me out here and there, and they kind of brought up the Monroe house, so. I that definitely... is one, um, if you're, if you're a child spirit protector or you protect children's spirits like I do, and you're drawn to that child energy, um, guard yourself if you ever go upstairs. It's the only thing oh. I'll say, guard yourself. Okay. I am not allowed up there by myself because of that energy. Um, the last time I was there, we were, I was at the house by myself. Everybody left for breakfast except me. So yeah. I'm at the house by myself and I had to use the bathroom. Now the only working bathroom is upstairs where I refused to go by myself. <laughs> I left to go to the gas station just to use the bathroom. Wow. Oh my God. <laughs> I don't do anything by myself in that house. Well, now you have me nervous. <laughs> but there, there is a spirit there that's very powerful. He's very dominant. Um, he actually still fucks with me to this day. Oh, wow. And I've only been there twice. Um, <sighs> Gotta love, love those spirits that like to follow you about. It doesn't bother me. He's, okay. he's just pissed off at me because I can control him. And I was able to overpower him at the location and let another spirit come through to communicate. That he wasn't ready. Yeah. So he doesn't like me very much. He thinks he has to be in control of it all. Oh, the one time he grabbed my foot while I was sleeping. Oh, that one pissed me off. <laughs> I hate my feet being touched. And they know oh it. Oh, my gosh. Did you tuck your toes in? <laughs> my feet hang out. I am one of those. I don't care if you're demonic or not. My feet do not go under those blankets. But if you touch them, it's a whole different world. <laughs> I, I will cross you over if you touch my feet. <laughs> oh, my. That reminds me of when I stayed at the Old Park Hotel. And um, I was in, I was rooming with Sarah, Moon Girl. I mean, it was kind of, have you ever oh, been to the Old Park Hotel? I have not. Sarah, I, Sarah's a sweetheart, though. Oh, yes. Well, we wanted to room together, but we went into a room where it's kind of like a double room, kind of like a hotel. You can just go through that door and she's right here, has her room and I have mine. We were so tired. Like we just got done with the pat, like with Patty doing a seance. Like we just did a all investigation. We were so ready to lay down. Next thing I know, she's screaming, something grabbed my foot. And I was like, oh no. I said, you're about to have to sleep with me right now because I'm scared. <laughs> I was so fine. I was not scared. I was fine, ready to go to sleep. Her scream probably just is what scared me more than anything. And I was on TikTok live. 
Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's one of the greatest things, you know. I hear a lot of people in the paranormal field talk about how they've never been touched. They don't know what it feels like to be touched by a spirit, but they've been doing this for 20, 25 years. And they're like, oh, everybody else is just making it up. Oh, my gosh. Uh, it's, it is the strangest feeling. I'll never forget the first time it happened to me. Um, and believe it or not, I've actually lost count on how many times it's happened to me. Yeah. Um, one of the most recent was actually a couple of weeks ago, Thanksgiving. I was standing I was actually with my buddy, John Ward. Um, he's a lo another local paranormal investigator. Um, we did a documentary together. We were just standing in my garage. I was smoking a turkey. You know, I'm out there checking the turkey on Thanksgiving and I got my back to the garage and he's standing right here. And we both at the same time heard footsteps coming through the garage. Like I thought it was my wife or one of my kids. Yeah. But we both turn around and there's nobody there. And next thing you know, like I felt something just like, hey, I'm right here. Just tapping on my, my shoulder, my elbow. And I'm like, oh, turn around and I jumped and he goes, what? I was like, something just hit my elbow. <laughs> it, somebody was just hitting my weenus. But no, seriously. Um, it, it's the greatest. I think that's the coolest thing is to be touched by spirit. It, I can thing. feel when you even talked about it, I can feel it. Like I, I've as well been touched many times and by spirits. Um, I can remember one time when I was younger and I ran into one in, in my hallway. Like I was skipping merrily to my room, going through the hallway. And I, it, I felt like I face planted into a wall, but I ran into this, big tall male spirit that was just blocking the hallway and i just kind of stood back okay and it just kind of walked on but i will never forget that feeling it almost felt hard but squishy at the same time that's what she said i knew you would <laughs> I, I, I had to I can't <laughs> oh, yeah i knew it was coming <laughs> after i said it <laughs> yeah definitely no, something i didn't forget those are a lot of the, the, especially owning haunted items, you know, like you and you and I and all, all other people that own them, you know, they, they keep you on your toes. There's, sure. uh, there's been a few nights, you know, I have two, two spirits here that are both female children. And I can't tell you how many nights my wife and I will be in bed and we'll hear what sounds like our daughter running down the hallway, laughing, her door opening and closing. And we get up and she's passed out in bed. You're like, get your ass back to bed, and it's not her. <laughs> it happens a lot. We'll hear footsteps laughing up and down the hallway, and you'll open the door, and there's just nobody. Nobody there. Oh, it's isn't so that the cool. Craziest? I love it. Do you ever get, like, does it ever, are you just so used to it now that it doesn't somewhat kind of give you a fright or, like, give you a little? Truthfully, I think I've gotten so comfortable with it that I don't notice it anymore. It's oh, okay. just part of your everyday life. Right. Um, and then I, you just, they let me know when they, when they want to acknowledge that they let me know when they're here and you know, yeah. that's, that's all you can do. Right. Even when yeah. I'm out here, there's days I walk around and just talk. It looks like I'm talking to myself, but you know, I talk to every spirit out here when I'm clean and yeah. they're doing something. <laughs> My wife yeah. will walk in on me and she'll think I'm weird. I'm like, nope, just talking to the ghost. <laughs> okay. oh, that's funny. Can she, does she have? Um, the abilities. Um, well, I'm sure she can sense some of the haunted she stuff can, going on. She can, but she's not one of those that's, oh my God, I'm into it kind of people. Yeah. So it's, 
I mean, she knows it. She knows when they're around and when she feels them. But you know, she told me the other day. She's like, I was in your area doing something last night. You were asleep on the couch, and she goes, I had to run. She's like, something made me not. I didn't want to be in there for some reason. And she's not really that kind of person that picks up on that. But when she does, it's it's pretty funny because she does get kind of freaked out. <laughs> That's so funny because that kind of reminds me of my husband. Like he's kind of the same way. And, but when he actually tells me little stories, like, okay, this is what happened in the house. Like <clears throat> I felt this, I felt that I'm like, Whoa, it's kind of crazy to hear it coming from his mouth. Like it's kind of like, I don't know. I can't explain the feeling, but. And then we got to bust out our dousing rods, our EVP recorders, <laughs> our Ouija boards. And they're like, like, there's some ghost buses coming through. I'm going we to got the bars, this. my friends. You have fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh no, my that, gosh. That's, that's my wife. She doesn't, you know, she, I show her a lot of the evidence and a lot of the stuff that I see. So she does, she is a believer. She yeah. just doesn't want to get into it. Um, Same with mine. I guess like I do, but. I think whatever. he enjoys when I tell him like the stories or like, you know, okay, be careful coming in, you know, this back room, there's someone back there. Like he enjoys that stuff. And he's, you know, when I first met him, he was a little skeptical. It wasn't, he was never kind of, he never spoke it, but I could tell. But then he spent the night at my house for the first night and he had a little encounter with one of the spirits there. Uh -oh. And now he believes hundred percent. This is just a shout out to him. He's spirit? watching. Um, yes, there was, um, there was a protected one. It was a male spirit who's attached to me and he isn't very nice. What? Okay, come here. You want to say hi? You want to say hi to somebody else? Ooh. Hi. She can't hear you. Oh. Hi. You can hear her. She can't hear you. I got the headphones. She's cute. She dresses up like princesses. Yeah. <laughs> you tell her who your favorite singer is right now? Who is it? Jojo. Oh, I play Jojo. Did you know that? I did not know that, but she's a huge fan. <laughs> I dress up like her and go to parties uh -oh. for kids. Uh-oh. Well, I did get a hold of you for that one, but yeah, you're kind of far. Yeah, okay. I remember. Yes. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I didn't think about that. Maybe I should have. Huh? Because I made a goof. I know, Daddy's silly. Okay, bye. Hey. <laughs> Good, buggy. <laughs> we have this thing we whistle at each other. It's I don't know why she just started doing it. <laughs> it's like funny. Marco Polo. But it's kind of good. Like if she tries to run away, like go in far in the store, like, you know, whistle and she'll whistle back. Find her quickly. Yeah, she will. She'll do it all the way across the house. Oh, good. Where are you? If I could whistle anymore. Ever since I got, after I got braces off, I had, I was an adult with braces. After I got them I off, I lost out. them. I can't whistle now. I can whistle in, but I can't whistle out. Oh, weird. Weird. I can't at all. But I can't. <laughs> <laughs> can't do it. That's funny. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was about to tell you. That spirit was um he i have a male spirit attached to me um patty negri once told me it's a um an ex-husband 
well, a husband I had who was very abusive to me and stuff in a past life. She thinks he's still with me. And I believe that because um, when I started dating and stuff, he would come out and play more. He would be very angry and a lot of stuff went down. Well, when Trevor spent the night for the first night at my house, when I was living at my mom's house, he um, he woke up to hearing chains rattling by the by the closet door and he was seeing black shadows and just like grunting noises. And I will never, ever forget the way he said my name to wake me up. It was complete fear from his voice. I, I can still hear it to this day and it gives me chills with how scared he was. And as, as soon as he woke me up, I heard it for a minute. I heard the chains. I heard stuff by the window, by the closet. And I said, don't move. And then it stopped. I, we slept with the lights on the rest of the night. <laughs> <laughs> I've had those days. <laughs> Man. Even at haunted locations. Like there's there's times where Same. I'll get into a haunted location. Like Haunted Hill House, for instance, the room I slept in. I was scared. Like not why I was scared. I was first time spending the night in a haunted room by myself. So I just nonchalantly like I don't try to investigate because when I go to bed, I go to bed. I don't care about cameras on. I don't care about anything. Like, let me sleep. Yeah. So I actually was trying to talk to the spirits in there. You know, I was trying to put a movie on and I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to lay here. I'm going to watch a movie. You guys are more than welcome to hang out and watch it with me. You know, and I'll have a recorder on then. I'll say, you know, what's your favorite movie? This is an action movie. This is what's going on. Um, this is, and I'll, I'll just start having a, a normal conversation. Like, again, I'm crazy in a room by myself. Um, <laughs> But I love doing techniques like that. Have, yeah. have you tried anything like that? Just hanging out and talking randomly. And, you know, I feel like it's not something I've ever thought about, but I think I do with without thinking about it. I think I have just kind of, oh, I'm going to go over here and sit if that's okay. And, like, I hope you're doing okay. Just kind of maybe just speaking to a spirit without even kind of even realizing I'm doing it. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. I've done that. Like I'll, I'll be in my room and I'll just pick up on an energy that I've never felt before and just be like, hi, how are you? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I see you. I feel you. Like you're here. What's up? Thanks for joining. <laughs> Please don't kill me. Have a nice day. <laughs> <laughs> There's only one rule in this house and it's do not mess with my children. <laughs> yeah. <That's it. laughs> you can right, possess hey, me all day long. More. What's that? I was like, you can possess me all day long, but don't mess with my kids. <laughs> that's rule number one just don't don't fuck with the kids that's yeah everybody else. i don't care um but we got a couple more minutes um is there i know you and i really got to get a couple locations down i want to get back to wilson castle and monroe house those yes. are my two two goals um but where can people find you where can they book you for an event um follow you um, on social media well, mostly my TikTok is where it's at, but that's just where to keep up with me and my my videos. Miss Haley Michelle, I have 2.6 million followers and counting, like how I like to say. Um, and my Instagram, that's where I am more responsive to people. Um, send me a DM on there if you'd like to book a reading or like thinking about buying a haunted doll. Miss Haley Michelle. And I do want to say, please beware. I just want to, I just like to say this once you start following me, be aware of people reaching out to you, claiming they're me. It's not me. I will never reach out to you. You have to reach out to me. Oh, that's always important. Yes. 
always, I always get always, these always. people reaching out to, oh, I'm the paranormal princess. You can pay $200 for this reading and I'll, I'll make sure the curse gets off you. That's not me. I'm not going to do that. <sighs> awesome. All right, everybody is super excited. Super glad to have you today, Haley. Thank you so um, much. I'm going to send you a message here. We need oh, always fun catching up. We got to plan something sometimes yes, this please. year. I want to get out a little bit more. We will. Um, but again, be sure. I, I cannot wait. I can't wait. I can't wait. Um, be sure to check out Paranormal Princess again. Um, this is the end of our show, guys. Be sure to check out paraflix.com. Uh, subscribe now. It is the Netflix of Paranormal. Everything cryptid. Everything scary. Um, and uh, tonight, tomorrow, 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 tomorrow. I cannot forget. Diet will be upset if I do not promote tomorrow's show unfiltered. 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 6 p.m. Central. Me and Diet, Diet, how do we say it wrong? Diet, we're going to be doing our reading and life coaching tips episode on Unfiltered. And uh, that's all I got for you guys tonight. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in for two hours, listening to me rant. Um, I really got to pee. So <laughs> on that note, take us away, Todd. The truth is here and now on WLTKDB Talk Radio at WLTKDB.com.